0: Amen, amen Pastor is out of town this weekend Our general superintendent lost his mother Amen, the funeral services And that is uh, brother, our pastor's uncle Amen, so it would be his great aunt Praise the Lord So he went to be in the, be in the funeral with that And uh, we have brother and sister Levine with us this morning And I believe it's Zion and Asher and Finley Got it, alright Good, I get all that from Facebook See, I'm, I'm good pay attention amen beautiful family and they are a wonderful wonderful family of God amen brother Levine and I go back quite a ways he is a he and his wife are great friends to our pastor they have been been there for them and with them in great times of need amen we appreciate that that makes you a friend of this church brother Levine and you are a friend of this church been a friend of mine he preached for me one time I don't know if you remember I still have the CD in my car uh, it was a momentum service I was a youth pastor 2000 and seven or eight that far back yeah feel old now brother metter and his group was there they did a heavy metal number that night in that service oh yeah they did too it was full-blown heavy metal and as soon as they got done my former pastor the late brother jonathan urshan walked through the back doors and brother levine looked over at me like god just spared you (laughs) because <laughs> brother Urshan did not hear that heavy metal number amen so i appreciate that I appreciate the grace of god i appreciate your friendship brother levine you have a lot of titles a lot of things that you've done for the lord but the most important thing is he is an anointed man of god and he is a friend to us amen we want you to come and give to us what god has given to you this morning and we appreciate that let's give brother levine a good hand
1: Praise God. Wow, so good to be here this morning. And as I was uh, standing over here on the front row, I was reminiscing a little bit. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the first time I preached in this church was when I first started evangelizing full-time, which would have been in the summer of 1999 or 2000. And I know we've got some of our young people in here that were not even born then. Uh, So actually that makes me feel kind of old, Brother Perryman. But it's so wonderful to see how far God has brought this church and what God is doing in this church. And uh, we give you honor. It's a privilege to be here. I'm sorry that it's on this occasion. Uh, Brother Buford contacted me the beginning of the week and just to see if there was a, a slight chance I could make it over here and uh, so it, it worked out. I was not scheduled to preach at home, uh, which is APC Apostolic Pentecostal Church down off of 255. Uh, some of the elders would know it as 13th and Gravoy, and no longer at those cross streets anymore, but uh, I was not scheduled there this morning, scheduled to preach at home this evening, and so it worked out, and so it's good to be here with you. I, I do give honor to the Bufords. Uh, they are some of our dearest friends. We love and appreciate them very much, and God has gifted them so uniquely for the kingdom, for kingdom service, and I, I give them high honor. They're genuine people. They love this church. They love this church. They, they talk about you. They think about you. They pray for you, and they're burdened for situations in your life, and so you are very blessed with the leadership that you have in Brother and Sister Buford. You are tremendously blessed with their leadership, and that's, that's good. And, of course, the mini Buford, Zane and Zoe, my, my kids love them. My wife and I love them, but my kids really, really love them. And so we appreciate them, and they are an example to our children. They're just a little bit older than our kids, and so I appreciate them. Uh, very much, great to be here, and uh, give honor to Brother Perryman and his family. Uh, I do remember vaguely that service. I was I was trying to remember more, and when you mentioned the heavy metal, then oh yeah, I remembered that. I I did, that did stick out in my mind. I remembered that for sure. But uh, so it's good to be with him as well, and and so many friends that I see here, and I probably shouldn't name any more names because I I. I'll probably leave some folks out, but I do recognize several people here from working in the district and just being around for a few years, and so it's good to see all of you in the house of God. One more that I will mention, I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw Brother Farino sitting back there, Elder Brother Farino, and uh, he probably uh, doesn't know this or wouldn't remember this, but he preached some camp meetings and some services back in my home district, which I grew up in Nebraska. And he preached back there in some of my formative years, my teenage years, uh, when there was a lot of turmoil and chaos going on in my world, and I remember distinctly Brother Farino coming. Now, I I wish I could tell. He's an incredible preacher, and I can remember some things he he preached in, in later years, but I I couldn't tell you one sermon that he preached back at those camp meetings that I was a teen, but I remember his passion for God, I remember his love for God, and I remember his interest and his genuine love for the people he was preaching to. And so, Brother Freno, you probably had no idea we'd be here together this many years later and no idea probably where I was and what I was going through in my teenage years, but I give you honor, Elder. I give you honor, high honor, and I appreciate the opportunity to see you. It's good to be with God's people, and to all of our guests, if there's any guests here, we welcome you on behalf of uh, Brother Buford, the church family. We're very glad that our guests are here, aren't we? Any friends or guests? I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 7, John chapter 7, and I'm going to read just a, a couple of verses here, and if you're new to church, if you're new to Pentecost, well then, about every verse that is read and lesson that is taught and sermon that is preached is new to you, and that's wonderful. If you've been around a little while, there are some verses, some passages, some stories that you've probably heard more than a few times, and if you're in that latter category, this verse would probably fit that description that you may have heard before, but want to dig back into this text a little bit. Let the Lord talk to us from His Word. And I believe before we leave this place, in the next few minutes of this service, I believe that God's going to touch somebody. God is going to change somebody's life. I believe somebody can receive the Holy Ghost this morning. Well, let me try that again. Now, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You're probably looking in your Bibles and trying to pull up the book of John on your devices. So let me try that again. I believe God can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost this morning. If you're here and you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's, it's the easiest gift to receive. All you've got to do is repent of your sins, ask Him to forgive you of your sins, and believe that He will fill you, and as you worship Him, He will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I believe somebody can receive it here this morning. Somebody can be renewed and strengthened. The powerful thing about the presence and the Word of God is that it is unlimited in its possibility. It can do multiple things at once. If there's somebody sick in their body, they can be healed. All the while, God is encouraging somebody over here. All the while, God is filling somebody over here. So let's just believe God to do whatsoever. He wants to do anything that He would and wants to do here this morning. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, He's going to. Tell him, I believe it. Praise God. As you're turning to John chapter 7, I also want to say it's good to have my family, good to have my wife, uh, Sister Amy Levine here with us, and our children. Uh, you got the names right, Brother Keith Perriman. You're, you're doing well, and I think they're all down in Sunday school, and, and so uh, it's good to have my children here with me as well. John chapter 7, verse 37, in the last day. Everybody say the last day. Last day. The great day. Everybody say the great day. the great day. In that last day, the great day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, now when it says he stood and cried, he wasn't crying tears, it means he he shouted, he screamed. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said. Everybody say it's got to be the Bible way. He then believeth on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Aren't you thankful for the living water that only Jesus gives? But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet given. Glorified. In other words Jesus was talking about the gift of the Spirit that was about to come and when he talked about the gift of the Spirit that was going to come he said you're going to have living water it's going to be in you rivers out of your belly flowing rivers of living water Jesus wants to do that Jesus wants to renew that in somebody here this morning Do you believe that with me? I want to preach to you this simple thought, just I want to talk about a fresh flow, a fresh flow, and it is the will of God that before we leave this place that there would be a fresh flow of His presence and power that would surge through every single person in this room, every believer in this building. If you want that to happen, would you lift your hands to him right now, and would you ask him to help you and talk to you in the next few minutes of this service? Come on, lift up your hands and lift up your voice out loud. Everybody lift your voice. In the name of Jesus, we love you. God, we thank you for your spirit, and we ask that you would do your perfect work here today. God, that you would release your presence and your power. God, that you would fill us to overflowing with your spirit. God, that you would let a fresh flow of your presence come through us and to us today. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. And you can be seated. The scripture text that we just read, it's to understand the power of these words, you must look at the setting that the text was written in and a little bit of background information that we can find there the setting was and it even tells us as much that this was a this was a sabbath day the setting was it was a sabbath which we know was a very special day that they experienced and that they celebrated every single week but it was not just any sabbath it was a particular sabbath it was the final Sabbath, of the particular feast that they were commemorating. Now, without getting too bogged down in in the Feast of Israel, there were multiple feasts that they celebrated each year, celebrations, holidays, uh, maybe you could call them or... perhaps some we would our best frame of reference would be a holiday uh, but it was a little bit different for them it was much more spiritual than probably most of our holidays have, have become unfortunately but it was a it was a celebration and this Sabbath that we read happening here in the scripture in John chapter 7 was the last Sabbath which happened to be the last day day of that particular feast and it was not just uh, any feast, but it was the last feast of the year. So it's the Sabbath, it's the last day of the feast and it's the last feast of the year and it just so happened to, if you look into the background of this text it so happened to fall on the very last day of the year. So it was a day of great celebra- celebration, it was a day of great import for them. It was a day of great, Excitement, and it was a day of great ceremony. It was a day that they would uh, carry out some particular ceremonies and routines every single year, just as they had done the year previous. It was a, a day of great celebration, but it was also a day of great ceremony. And so what they would do on this particular Sabbath each year, on this particular day, this last day of the feast, this last Sabbath of the year, this last day of the year during this Feast of Tabernacles, they would, uh, they would take uh, this ceremony to heart. And it would be a ceremony that would be uh, really, as we look into it, would be pointing forward to the Messiah that would come. And the ceremony would go something like this. As they were celebrating that day, at some particular point of the day, I could not determine through study uh, what point of the day it was, but at some point in the day during their joyous celebration, the priest would begin this ceremony in in this temple. He would take with him in his hands some golden vessels from inside the temple. And he would carry these golden vessels. I don't imagine we have any golden vessels uh, laying around here, but we do have a Kleenex box. So we'll just, uh, just pretend it's Sunday school and, and put your imagination caps on and uh, pretend this is our, our golden vessel. We went the cheap route, okay? They, they would take these, the priest would take these golden vessels from inside the temple that were used in, in the service of the temple. He would take these golden vessels. And he would, in great ceremony and great reverence, he would walk outside of the temple. And he would walk down to the stream that flowed from under the temple, the stream of Shiloh. He would dip these golden vessels into this stream. He would fill them with water from that stream. He would walk back into the temple. All the people would be standing around in silence and reverence. They would be watching and waiting for the celebration to begin again. But everything was silent at this point. Everything was reverent as he would pour those vessels filled with water flowing from the stream under the temple. He would pour them out on the altar. And as he poured them out on the altar, he would begin to quote the words of the prophet Isaiah that had been uttered long ago. When he said in Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3, Therefore with joy, everybody say with joy. With joy he would quote the words of the prophet that said, With joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. What he was doing in this ceremony as he would pour this water out and as he would quote these the words of the prophet, Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. He was taking a natural action and he was drawing a spiritual parallel. He was letting them know that just as he drew water out of that natural stream with physical vessels, that there was a day that would come when the Messiah would arrive at earth. And the Messiah would lead us to salvation. And it would be on that day that with great joy, they would draw water out of the wells of salvation. It would be on that day that they would not look to a a natural ceremony with physical water and an actual physical golden vessel. But he was pointing to the day the Messiah would come. And that joy would be offered to all humanity. He was pointing to the day that the Messiah would come and they would have the opportunity to draw from the waters of salvation. And so this whole ceremony as it would play out and as he would pour the water out and begin to quote those words the the people gathered around would also quote those words with him. They would say it together, therefore with joy. I don't know, can we throw that verse on the screen? I didn't give you that one before uh, service. Can we throw that? Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. Isaiah 12, verse 3. Uh, uh, They would all quote this together. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Would you quote this together with me? Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. So he would dip the golden vessels into the stream. He would pour them out on the altar. He would quote it himself first. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And then they would say it together. Would you say it together again with me? Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And you know what they would do? They would do with this verse, with this, they would do with this scripture. Like, like we do with our songs, actually. We, we'll sing a chorus again and again. We'll sing it a few times. Sometimes we sing it a lot of times. <laughs> they, they, would, uh, they, they would quote this again and again and again and again. They would quote this until, and, and, and in fact, very similar to what we do in worship service where we will sing and we will worship and we'll sing and, and you can feel it build and you can feel we felt it this morning the presence of the Lord comes in and and, and pretty soon we're singing it a little bit louder and pretty soon uh, uh, we're singing it uh, with a little bit more passion hopefully we're not singing it a little bit faster because the drummers keeping us on time right sister Stacy she's doing a good job and keeping us on time but we we're singing it a little louder and we're singing it with a little more passion and, and and there's this atmosphere that's kind of building right well it was the very same thing that would play out in this ceremony if you can just picture this with me that as he would pour this water out and as they would begin to quote this together, they would almost begin to chant this, that with joy we'll draw water out of the wells of salvation. With joy we'll draw water out of the wells of salvation. With joy we'll draw water out of the wells of salvation. And and, and they were all thinking the same thing. They were thinking that one day the Messiah would come. One day that their excitement was building from the mere knowledge that there was a day coming that salvation would come. That a time in the future, they didn't know when, they didn't know how exactly, they didn't even know exactly pinpoint where it would all come from and how it would all play out. But they would get excited thinking about the day that salvation would come, that the Messiah would come and be with them. And so they would say it again, Therefore with joy shall we draw water from the wells of salvation. And pretty soon it would just erupt and there would be celebration and and people would be blowing trumpets and they would be playing tambourines. In fact, one theologian by the name of Lightfoot said, if you had not seen celebration on this occasion, you had never seen celebration at all. In other words, that this was the occasion, this was the ceremony by which any other celebration would be judged by that people would literally just go crazy they would be so excited they would be so ecstatic they were look they were ending this one year and ending this ending this feast and this festival by by celebrating the fact that one day the messiah would come they would get excited about what they knew was going to happen but had not happened yet Now, now that right there is a good point for us to just pause and reflect on because we also can get excited about the promises of God, though they may not have been fulfilled yet. They may not have happened yet. We can rejoice and take joy that if God said it, it is going to come to pass. If God gave you a word, if God gave you a promise, if God told you it was going to be all right, then you don't have to wait until it's all right to worship. him, you can worship him right now. You can take faith and have confidence that everything is gonna be all right. They would think about this. Their greatest worship service would come over something, Brother pyramid that hadn't happened, but they just had faith was gonna happen. Now, we could preach a little bit right there, but I'll, I'll just hit it and move on. Sometimes we wait for our greatest worship services. We great we wait for our greatest times of worship to happen until the, the thing actually takes place, until the miracle actually occurs. We we wait until everything works out like we wanted it to work out and, and then we'll worship. Then we'll get excited. Then we'll then we'll rejoice. Then we'll celebrate. But God says, you know what, I there's a time I want you to celebrate. I want you to shout. I want you to rejoice before the walls. Fall down flat I want you to celebrate Before you ever see it I want you to worship me Not out of an obligation But out of faith in my word Out of confidence In what I said I will do So they celebrated They rejoiced They got excited Everybody was happy And they'd go through this Ceremony Year after year after year. And and what was so amazing to me about this is that while they are quoting this, therefore with joy shall you draw water to the wells of salvation. They're they're talking about joy and they're talking about salvation. But Steve, they they didn't have joy yet. They didn't have it. Sister Cindy, they didn't have salvation yet. They didn't have it yet. They would celebrate it. But it wasn't there. They just went through that ceremony again and 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 again. again, again. But this day, in this chapter, in this verse, this day would play out a little bit different. Because on this occasion, Jesus has come. The Messiah was born of a virgin. He's come to this earth. And now we know many of them rejected Him. They didn't accept Him as the Messiah. They didn't recognize Him as the Messiah. But on this particular day, if you can just imagine with me this ceremony playing out yet another time, yet another year. And and everything's playing out just the same as it always does. But the difference is that this time, on this occasion, Jesus has slipped in among them. The master of the universe is in the building. The creator God himself become flesh. He wasn't a demigod. He wasn't part God. He wasn't junior Jesus. No. All the fullness of the Godhead was dwelling in him. Jesus God manifest in the flesh. Jesus was in their very midst. The one that could blinded eyes, the one that could unstop deaf ears, that could loose a muted tongue. Jesus, the one who could save and heal from any sickness or disease. Jesus had come in their midst, but the tragedy of what would play out that day is that the Messiah they were looking for was there, but they were so caught up in their ceremony that they failed to recognize that the one that they were seeking was right there among them. They were so caught up in their Sunday morning routine if you will that they failed to pause and realize that the master of the universe had slipped into their ordinary little ceremony that the creator of heaven and earth the maker of all things had slipped in among them They were so caught up with their ceremony They failed to recognize Jesus was in the building Oh I've come to preach to somebody this morning And tell you that Jesus is in the building right now The master of the universe is here His presence is in this place Oh I know you acknowledge that But do you really know that I know you know that But do you really acknowledge that That Jesus is in this building to lift your hands right now all across this auditorium. I want you to pray a prayer out of your own lips put it in your own words but I want you to pray Jesus let me recognize your presence here today God let me recognize and respond to your spirit that's here right now come on lift up your voice for just a minute and I want you to pray God open my eyes and open my spirit and God move me out of ceremony and move me out of routine and move me out of duty and ritual to recognize the power of your presence that is available to whosoever will today I pray in the in the name of God, that you would loose us. God, I pray that you would set us free from a church norm, Sunday morning norm. And God, I pray uh, that you would set us in a place of the miraculous right now. I pray that you would cause us to recognize uh, that you are in this place, not by accident, uh, and you are not in this place by obligation, uh, but you are here, Jesus, uh, because you've come to work. Uh, You've come to fill somebody with your spirit. You've come to change somebody's life. Uh, Lord, you've come to transform uh, somebody's situation, Uh, and Lord, let us recognize that you are here. Uh, let us acknowledge that you are here. Uh, give us the courage and the faith and the spiritual awareness uh, to respond to your presence uh, that is here right now. Oh, somebody clap your hands uh, and worship him for just a moment. Oh, come on. Somebody clap your hands and just worship I want you to clap your hands for a moment, not out of uh, obligation to what the preacher just asked you to do, uh, but acknowledging that Jesus is here. Would you worship him uh, for just a moment? Lord, I recognize your presence. Uh, Lord, I worship you. I I praise you. I I acknowledge you here. It makes me wonder how many services we slip through that are nothing more than ceremonies, nothing more than routines their program we easily know what we know what's going on we know what to expect uh, and I'm all for your pastor could tell you uh, I'm a planner I I like planning I like uh, having everything planned out mapped out I'm not even speaking to that I'm just telling you if we're not careful uh, as the church uh, we can come and sit uh, on Sunday morning uh, sit in the chair unmoved unfazed uh, unaffected uh, and and really we have become nothing more than spiritual drug addicts Uh, we have come here uh, and like a drug addict gets his quick fix to get him through another day we come here and treat religion like a drug and we get our little fix to feel good about Sunday that we gave God his time and we paid our duties and we did our little religious act and we think about what we've got going on the rest of the day or the week but Jesus is in the building and if I'm caught up in ceremony and I'm stuck in routine I will never recognize that he's in my midst Oh I'm preaching to somebody I'm preaching to a bunch of somebody today to tell you you've got to stop your routine you've got to stop your ceremony you've got to pause your ritual long enough to recognize that the master of the universe is here Jesus is standing on the side apparently he's off he, 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 there's, there's hundreds of people perhaps thousands that are gathered and the ceremony's playing out in front of every one of them and to them He's just another face in the crowd. To them, he's a good teacher. He's been been wooing and wowing them with his instruction in verses previous. Uh, He's been teaching and and they're baffled by his words. Uh, But but really, he's nothing more than a good teacher. Just another Sunday. Just another preacher. Just another service. You see what we do? Sometimes sometimes I, I think... We pride ourselves on, in Pentecost, not being ceremonial or orthodox. And the reality, our ceremonies and orthodox are just more passionate. They're just louder. They're just more exciting. I hope I don't offend anybody. You can take it up with pastor. I, 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 our, we, we've, if we're not careful... We, we are kidding ourselves. We are fooling ourselves. Our ceremonies just have drums. Our orthodox church just claps their hands. But it's, it's, it's still ceremony. It's still orthodox. It's still, it, you know what to expect. Everything's programmed. Some of you are looking at me right now like, uh, okay. You're nearing the end time. Did Brother Buford tell you what time we get out of here? Did he tell you what time you're supposed to land the plane? He did. He told me about 1230 was when he gave the altar call. So. <laughs> I haven't preached here a while. I can preach all day if you want. I mean, pastor's out of town. While the cat's away, the mice will play. Here we go. Let's go. I'm just kidding. Hey, in fact, I'm just about done. We, we're not careful. We go through ceremony and orthodox religion and church and lives that sit in our pews our our chairs in this situation uh, need change and leave unchanged. We come with sickness and we leave sick and we come with brokenness and we leave broken and we come needing salvation and we leave needing salvation and we come needing answers and we leave needing answers and we've done nothing more than satisfy our conscience uh, that we've went to church, we've done our religious deed, we've brought our kids to Sunday school and, and that's all that it is can I tell you God intended it to be more than that God didn't intend it to be religious tradition he intended it to be about a relationship with him he intended it to be an interaction that would bring the miraculous into whatever situation you're facing and so Jesus is standing there while this ceremony is played out uh, the golden vessels are dipped in the stream the waters poured out and at some point in the ceremony uh, commentators believe it was probably where they had already begun chanting where they were already lifting their voice uh, because it appears uh, by the language of the text that Jesus had had enough Uh, he's been watching this all play out Uh, can you imagine how Jesus views our ceremonies uh, when he knows he's here to heal. He knows he's come to save, but we're so caught up in ceremony and religion. And yet, Jesus, he comes out of the out of the shadows and he steps to the front. And the Bible says he cries aloud. It literally indicates he may have climbed up on top of something. He might have stood up at an elevated place and he said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink wait a second, Jesus, you're interrupting our ceremony. You're interrupting our religion. You're interrupting our service. He said, you're so worried about this natural water, but I've come here to give you living water. I've come here to give you something that you can't get out of this. I've come here to give you something that is spiritual. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands. You ought to worship Jesus for a minute. Somebody ought to clap your hands. You ought to acknowledge that Jesus is in the building. Oh, hallelujah, I wish you'd close your eyes and clap your hands uh, and lift your voice for just a minute to the king of kings uh, and the Lord of lords, oh, Lord, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Lord, we acknowledge you. Uh, We acknowledge you. Uh, We want you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus said, if any man thirst," He said, if any man thirst." Now, no doubt there were some people that were so caught up in their routine, they saw Jesus as an interruption. They saw Jesus' words as a problem. But Jesus wasn't talking to them. Then he was talking to anybody who's thirsty. Anybody who's thirsty. Anybody that looks at the natural water that this world has to offer. Anybody that looks at your life and says, you know what? everything that this world has to offer still doesn't satisfy. It still doesn't bring real joy. It still doesn't bring real peace. And so Jesus made a clarion call to anybody who was really thirsty. He said if anybody's thirsty, if anybody has spiritual thirst in your life, if there's anybody that wants more than just religion, is there anybody that wants more than just Sunday morning Morning Orthodox Church, is there anybody that wants more than just a religious routine? Then he said, if there's anybody here that wants something more, let him come unto me and drink. If there's anybody, oh, somebody clap your hands and lift up a shout of praise to your God. If there's anybody. Let him come unto me and drink. Let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said. Jesus is still talking. He's still standing. Let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. What he was saying is that if you get what I'm giving. You're not just going to be a consumer of the water. But you're going to be a distributor of the water. You're going to get something on the inside of you where you don't have to wait till once a year come to the temple to see the living water. You don't have to wait till a ceremony on Sunday to feel what God has for you. But I want to put my spirit on the inside of you. And when I feel you overflowing with my spirit out of your belly, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water that's what Jesus wants to do today he wants to fill somebody with living water you say oh he that's nice he's preaching to somebody who needs the Holy Ghost I'm preaching to everybody because some of you have had the Holy Ghost but you need it again you need God to renew you and to refill you today you need to say Lord give me a fresh drink of living water I've grown cold I've grown stagnant I've grown stale in my walk with you Lord give me a fresh drink let there be a Fresh flow coming out of me. Oh, everybody across this building, would you lift your hands and would you lift your voice to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now I pray uh, by the authority of your word and by the power of your name uh, that there would be a fresh flow uh, of living water that would surge through this building uh, that would saturate every piece of hard heart uh, and every parched heart, uh, every dry and weary spirit uh, that it would be saturated with the flow of your presence. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Jesus said, the offer's here. I'm here. You can carry on your ceremony if you want to. You can say there was some lunatic at the ceremony today, Mom. When you get home, that man, he stood up and interrupted the priest. He was shouting about living water and Man, it was weird. You can go home and say, "Man, boy, brother Buford, that preacher he had come in. He got he got excited. He sweated. He climbed on our nice chairs and and yelled and screamed and got red in the face. Boy, I was, wow, that's was, that was a different service." Thank, thank. Or you can recognize that Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus was. As passionate that day as we just about as we ever see him. Look at that text. He was, he was impassioned. He screamed, he cried. He probably had to scream so loud it got over the crowd and, and that's why it indicates even in the original text that it's, it's quite possible he climbed up on something. He didn't have a sound system like this and he wanted to get everybody's attention. He didn't want half attention on, on the priest and half on him or half on the ceremony, half on him. He wanted to get everybody's attention because if anybody was thirsty, they could have a drink today. And so I'm making a passionate plea to you this morning. If you're thirsty, you can have a drink today. If you're thirsty for more, you can have a drink today. It's God's will that there be a fresh flow. Flow out of your spirit today. A fresh flow flow out of your spirit today. Some of your families are suffering because the flow is stagnant and stopped up. Some of your families are suffering because you've you you you've let that flow be diverted. You've let your passion and your energy be diverted into hobbies and things and jobs and we've come to a place in our society where, where church is just something that we do. It's just another thing on Sunday. It's one thing I do in the week. It's something that I give to among many other things that I give to. My time my talent, my treasure and Jesus is saying you gotta unstop that flow you gotta let there be a fresh flow of living water this isn't just something I do this is who I am Everything else in my life flows out of this. Everything else in my life should be touched by the fresh flow of His presence in me. My family ought to be touched by it. My job, my work, my relationships. Everything I do ought to come out of the flow of who I am in Him and what He has done in my life. Would you stand with me? I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. If you've never repented of your sins, you can today. It's simply asking Jesus to forgive you of your sins. You can repent and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, and He will. If you have repented and you've been filled before, it might be good to repent again today, Lord. There's other things that have distracted me. There's other things that have diverted my flow. There's other things that have, that have stopped up your presence, Lord. I'm I've sat in your presence unaware of your glory and your power. And, Lord, I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me, and let your flow come fresh and new. He said, he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said. There's so much in this verse. You know there's so much in your Bible if you do more than read it and stu- but, but study it. We, we, I said in the beginning, we read these verses, we gloss over them, and we, we ignore the, the power of That is there in the setting that this occurred in. He said if you believe on me as the scripture hath said. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What did Jesus say? He said you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Or you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That's how you believe as the scripture has said. You allow yourself to be born again of water and Spirit, how does that happen? Well, let me fast forward. We could, we could spend weeks and weeks and weeks studying this. And, and if you don't know about this gift of the Holy Ghost, I'd encourage you to get into Bible study with somebody and, and and spend some time really diving into this. But the application of this gospel message was never put more concise and, and clear as it was in the book of Acts chapter 2 when Simon Peter stood up to all those that were gathered there that questioned what this meant. They said, "What should we do?" He said, "Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in Jesus' name. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the promise, of the Father, the promise, of God himself to dwell in us. He said it shall be in you." He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He told the woman at the well, it shall be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And Simon Peter stood and told them on the day of Pentecost. He said, it's going to be something that is on the inside of you. It's his spirit, his power so right now i'm asking if there's anybody that wants a fresh flow this altar is open i'm inviting everybody that would to come quickly to this altar for a time of prayer come on anybody that wants a fresh flow i'm not going to beg you to come you know who you are you know you need to come it's between you and jesus you ought to make your way down to this altar forget about who's around you and lock yourself into a time of prayer right now say jesus renew me jesus help me jesus help me come on Come on, let's fill this altar with the sound of seeking. Let's fill this altar with the sound of repentance right now. Let's fill this altar with hunger and desire right now. Come on, gather in as tight as you can. Fill this altar right here. God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost here this morning.